Stop it. Stop what? You're talking about me and Morse code. But you know what? Joke's on you, because I know Morse code. That is a disgusting ass. And it's unfortunate that we had that on our air live. That is disgusting. Hey, it's Tony Maz of 98.5 The Sports Hub, and you are listening to the Morse Code Podcast. Push P. Yeah, push P. Turn me up. Turn me up, P. In a paddock in my piece, I'm pushing P. Cop new hammers for my P. We don't want no peace. Got a spot across the spot, Jeff for peace. Drop the data, now we planning exotic peas. All right, we're back. Uh, Morse code podcast episode. Oh shit, 152. I think it's 153. Okay, we'll just edit and fix it. Um, hey, it's Nick Rudman from Underdog Fantasy. How are you, man? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, same. Me too. Thanks for coming on. Of course. Um, let's get into it. I, I want to give the floor to you. A lot of our listeners, uh, believe it or not, are CPFs with uh, that rascal whiskers and have probably heard you on that here to argue. I know you're floating around the Twitterverse doing your thing, but before we get too into it, why don't you catch... We also have a wide majority of people who do live under a rock. We can find that from our demographics, looking at the numbers. So catch us up a little speed about underdog fantasy, your role at underdog fantasy and all the cool shit you guys have going on uh, over there. Uh, cool. Yeah. I'll give you, try to do a brief history. So uh, underdog was started about two years ago. Um, we do daily fantasy sports. We do season long fantasy football and a game called best ball, which is no management. Like, you know, there's no trades, there's no waivers. You just draft a team that's really deep and then it plays it out. Um, and we, the founding team almost all worked at a company called Draft. Um, mm. Draft was a very similar game. We got bought by Patty Power Betfair. We got rolled into FanDuel. We all hated working at FanDuel. It's a huge company, corporate bullshit. Um, we all left. Our non-compete ran up. And they had shut down draft. So we're like, we're just going to run this back and started underdog. Uh, underdog is now sort of big, a bigger and badder version of what draft was. Mm-hmm. And part of what we're doing at underdog is content. Um, you know, when I say that it's from the team that started draft, that was eight people. Underdog is now over 70. Um, nice. So yeah, growing pretty fast. It's been a fun ride. We have cool investors like Kevin Durant, Adam Schefter, Mark Cuban, uh, chain smokers, Trey Young, um, and the yeah, band chain and, smokers. Not not just band. a bunch of random chain smokers. No, no I'm gotcha. sure a lot of those guys do smoke six. Future, Nas, Gunna. Um, okay. okay. And yeah. yeah, I mean, I've never met or talked to any of these people, but uh, they they are investors. <laughs> well, you know Jam. Um, I know Jam. He's about as Jam. close to those people as he's listed as. You and I know get. Tyler. And you know um, Tyler. Yeah, that's fair. He's up so, there too. Uh, no, that's cool, yeah. man. I, I didn't know about the the uh, the big name investment uh, pool of guys. That's sick. Thanks. That's good. Company, um, and then we've we've gotten to the content stuff. And uh, I was telling Sophie before we hopped on here. Mm-hmm. You know, as soon as we decided we wanted to do podcasts or anything like that, that Tyler was just the best. You know, I've just been such yeah. a huge Tyler fan for so long. We're very lucky to be able to to work with him. I just DM'd him on Patreon and was like, "Let's okay. please do something." That's what I was going to ask. And then I know you said you, you mentioned this before I was able to hop on. How, how did that relationship come to be? I guess like the business part. You knew Tyler before? No, I didn't know Tyler at all. Okay. Um, I figured there was an opportunity just because he was only doing his Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, like he wasn't locked up anywhere, which is like the hardest part of finding talent is everyone has a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wrote him a letter on Patreon being like, hey, I work for a fantasy company. Uh, we'll basically let you do whatever the hell you want. Uh, but we just want you to do a podcast for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a pretty hard sell, honestly. Um, yeah. He's, I mean, he has it pretty good with his Patreon. Like he's just doing his sure. own thing. He's his own boss. And he's still, and basically his own boss. He does whatever he wants with the content stuff. Yeah. And then after, I don't know, however many months of doing not here to argue, it was like pretty comfortable and we're all good at working together. 
we're like, we should do more. Uh, we want to do a live radio show. And so we just started the Troll Withers show with Troll Withers. Yeah. Congratulations on that. That just kicked off yesterday. That, that is, I was saying the other day, I mean, that is going from, I guess this is more about Tyler or I guess like all you guys, but going from like a weekly hour or two podcast to three hours a day of live content. That's a big, that's a big jump. But I think you'd probably, I guess everyone would agree that if there's anyone who can just like hit record on a mic and talk for three hours a day without it getting like drawn out, Tyler, Jam, Sex J, yourself are probably decent guys to uh to take that on. Yeah, Tyler can really fill. Um, <laughs> yes, he he's a volume for... shooter. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, but yeah, I just I had this vision sort of of I wanted Tyler while people work to narrate Twitter to them. Yep. Um, like today they did the red pill blue pill meme. It was like <laughs> Tyler's timeline all day yesterday. And that's mm-hmm. really what I had hoped it would be. Uh, and I'm so glad that's sort of the direction it's going just because I can't read Tyler's Twitter all day when I'm working, but sure. I can listen to it. Yeah, that's fair. And just you'll never clear, get so, any work done if you do. No, <laughs> that's that sounds like hell. Just to be clear, you're saying this before we recorded um, your role at Underdog. You are specifically the person who takes everyone's money. Correct. Who loses? Uh, I, in some events. ways, I don't. I don't. I'm okay. not the risk team. I know I'm often associated uh, with the risk team. I actually yeah. am not the risk team. Um, the okay. risk team is a guy named Matt Albert, who's very sharp uh, and mm. hard to beat. But um, I'm the GM of fantasy, um, so I sort of oversee the fantasy side of the business. Yeah. Um, Underdog will be opening a sports book in nice. time. Oh. Um, and that will be obviously a whole separate wing of the business in which I'm not really involved. Um, but right now, yeah, I sort of come up with new games. I sort of manage the games. I do some stuff for our marketing. I do some content stuff. I do some customer support. Yeah. Uh, You'll always see me like answering questions, people on Twitter, people yelling at us for them losing. But, uh, very responsive on Twitter. What's what's your Twitter handle before I forget to ask you later? The Nick Rudman. Of course. Uh, yeah, endlessly responsive. And that is basically (laughs) a business thing. Uh, I find uh, FanDuel and DraftKings are so impossible to reach and so Mm -hmm. opaque um, that I want to be the opposite of that. If anybody ever tweets at us, they're going to get a response. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. Um, I had a quick question. I know before uh, I pass over to you, Soapy. So and and real quick too, I guess I didn't think about this earlier, but you mentioned the sports book. So, I mean, not for nothing, everything on underdog now, it's more or less pretty much everything except individual games. No. And maybe like future bets. We do player prop parlays. Yep. Which is not gambling. It's fantasy. Correct. It's a game of, of skill. Games yep. of skill. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Games of skill. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. That used to be so sensitive. It's really not. Like, you, you could call it whatever you want. It doesn't matter. But, like, in right. 2017, uh, when like, they were going to cancel fantasy, like, it was very sensitive. Yeah. You win uh, prizes, not, uh, correct. not money, not bets. There's, there's, um, there's cash prizes. So, yeah, we do season long fantasy, uh, daily fantasy, and player pop parlays. Yeah. Um, those are fun. But, We'll keep adding to our suite of games. We definitely have some stuff we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll keep adding games. Because because my, my question was being, you know, actually in the business side of it. What do you, what would you say, right? I'm sure you'd agree probably what? Actually, you tell me, how long has like the daily fantasy been just a thing in general? Five? Think, no more than 10 years, right? Like I think 2015 is the year that DraftKings and FanDuel spent $500 million on mm-hmm. like ESPN commercials. Okay. Um, that sounds about right. And what's crazy is like people thought gambling would kill daily fantasy, but it's not. It's still growing. Like DraftKings yeah. and FanDuel are still dominating. Yeah. Uh, in terms of just how much money they make from daily fantasy. Um, so it's good. I love fantasy yeah. sports. I'm not sure. a daily fantasy guy. Like I don't, I don't play salary cap. I never played FanDuel and DraftKings in my life. Uh, mm-hmm. because that is a math puzzle that I'll never win. Uh, I like games that rely on player takes. Like I like Debo Samuel. He's cool. So I'm going to pick it. Yep. Um, not salary cap. This guy cost $5,700 or whatever. Yeah. Far too much, far too much math. Um, yeah. We're, as far as like the landscape goes, do you think, would you still say as far as like general popularity, do you think that's still more on the season-long fantasy side as opposed to daily? Do you think daily starting to quickly catch up to that? And what about like an outcast, like say like the next like five years? 
how those two compare. I wonder what sort of bigger, just on the numbers, people that play normal season-long fantasy football versus people that just play salary cap. Right. I kind of think salary cap, I mean, everyone plays season-long fantasy football, but how many people like actually care or like put money on it? Like in an office, like I'm sure every office in mm-hmm. America has a fantasy football league. Um, so I, that'll always be king. But in terms of making money, uh, daily fantasy just dominates because they're doing millions yeah. and millions and millions of dollars a day. Yeah, that's true. Most of the, the season long fantasy is all it's it's hard to get. It's all off the record, obviously. It's not like you do it through right. a, you know, like a third party. Like I'm sure Yahoo has a shitload of season long fantasy leagues, but like in terms right. of business, I don't know how much that really matters. Right. Now there's something about daily it's all it's also like the great hedge against a season long fantasy league anyway. So that's all you have and you lose Derrick Henry like week two, it's like fantasy season's over. Well, not anymore. You can pick, you know, ten new people every week. You can do is freaking Jamar Chase going to get plus or minus 96 receiving yards, whatever it may be. That's the fun part of it. And actually like thinking out loud, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a good way to like kind of get people into fantasy sports or even just sports in general to way. I would assume it's way more easier to pick up and do and probably more fun for like a maybe not so diehard of a fan than having to draft a team in August and manage it every week you know, as opposed to just picking, I think this player is going to do this as opposed to this every week. That I think that's a lot of fun. Totally. I mean, even our season long format, which is called best ball, which is a tiny game. Uh, like no one's mm-hmm. ever heard of this game. Um, I mean, it's growing immensely, but still no one's ever heard of it. Um, you draft 18 players and you don't do anything else. And then at the end of the week, we start your best possible lineup every week. So mm-hmm. we think that the best part of the fantasy ball season is the draft. We want you to be able to draft every day, all summer. So you draft a thousand teams and then you sort of have a portfolio of players. And it's like, all right, I've rostered 35% of my teams have Jamar Chase. So like, that's my guy. So like your portfolio sort of becomes your team that you cheer for. And we do it in a tournament setting where you can win a million bucks. Um, We actually, a guy just won a million dollars, huge bills fan hates the Patriots. Uh, I'm not, I'm not thrilled. Uh, Yeah. Don't pay him. Just kidding. Yeah, find some fine, find some fine print where you don't need to pay. I'm sure there's a loophole in there. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a uh, all kinds of ways to play. Um, mm. I don't like I don't like the salary cap because I don't get emotionally tied to my players. Where when I draft them, I get emotionally tied to them, and I can like plant my flag and say that's my guy. Yeah. Good. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's perfect because I, I I fucking hate getting like trade proposals during the middle of a regular fantasy season i'm like no i drafted this guy so i'm kind of like connected to him but i want to see him succeed so yeah and they're usually all like terrible keeping him yeah yeah they're usually all no, terrible but no average joe in like a season-long league submits a proposal that isn't any benefit to the other party ever <laughs> like whatsoever i get I trade happy one. and send out bad trades that are bad for me just because <laughs> i want to do something I'm the same. Yeah, if it's like a pretty like uh like lame league and nothing's moving, I'll throw something. I'll 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 throw a little uh a little bread at the birds and see if anything bites just for shits and giggles. Speaking of which, uh <laughs> good segue here by Dan. We're not here to argue. Jam gets so much time to go bird watching. <laughs> what does underdog no allow watcher. you to do with your paid time off? Because I feel like that's kind of unfair. Uh, there is not a whole lot of time off these days. Yeah. Uh, we are growing very fast and working very hard. Uh, good answer. Yeah. I, I honestly, do, I don't, Jeez. I don't do fucking anything. Nice. Uh, I do fantasy sports. <laughs> uh, could, could be worse. You could be yeah. doing a lot worse things with your time. Um, do we want to talk about the, about the Patriots game over the weekend <sighs> or? Well, real quick, I, I did yeah. have a question about the show. Um, so I was telling I was telling Nick before he hopped on that I, I was able mm-hmm. to catch part of yesterday's stream and we'll be working on watching uh, today's a little bit later. When you guys, if or when you guys do um, like get a call in aspect, is that something that <laughs> you think Sex J and Tyler would look forward to? Uh, I imagine we will. I'd say we'll definitely add a call in aspect to the Twitter show. Okay, I will uh, definitely be calling it. <laughs> I want it to feel like radio. Yeah, radio yeah. has people that call it. Sure. Um, Soapy from the car. Every day yeah, at exactly. like 2.30. I want some people to be able to say long time, first time. Oh, yeah. That's a great line. It's the best. I've never said it. 
Soapy's uh, called into a few shows. You've called into Felger and Maz and stuff. I never had. I was going to say, you, live in, you guys both live in Boston? I live in Maine, but like New England Oh, we're in Maine. Yeah. Old Orchard Beach. Oh, I the address. My parents, address. My parents live in New York. Oh, no shit. Nice. Yeah, yeah we moved. Uh, my wife's from Cape Elizabeth area originally. So we moved back up here from Seacoast, New Hampshire, like four or five, eh, like five or six years ago. Um, nice. Are you in more of the Boston area? Well, I live in Miami now. So he's in the Florida area. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I, I grew up in Charlestown. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, the home of Nick Friedman. Is it? Yeah. I'm guessing. Oh, okay. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the one thing we didn't mention so far is you're also a big Patriots fan. That's kind of, that's come through on your episodes with Tyler. He doesn't seem to care for it all that much. Um, but what are you going to do? Any, uh, again, I don't know how much you want to spend on this. Any takeaways from uh, the Bills game on, on Saturday? Impressed with what you saw from the New England Patriots going into next season? Uh I feel like I am a bad fan saying this. Um, It's the second week in a row that I did not watch the whole game. Uh, I didn't watch Mm -hmm. the whole Miami game uh, and I didn't watch the whole Bills game. Um, Since the Colts game, uh, it's just immediately clear. If we fall behind, it's fucking over. Um, Correct. And I said, you know, on every platform I can say it, if we go down seven, nothing and they get the ball back, the game is extremely over. Mm-hmm. Um, we went down seven nothing, gave the ball back, and I turned it off. Um, that said, I still know what happened, and they I guess scored about, every time, right? Um, <laughs> if I have anything good to say, Mac showed up like mm-hmm. he was not a complete joke. He showed some heart. Those first two drives, like he was fucking pulling shit out of his ass. Yeah, the Hunter Henry play and the run uh, were amazing. And yep. if the only thing that came from this entire season is we found Mac Jones, um. That's pretty That's, damn good. And I'm sure a lot of people say, what do you mean you found Mac Jones? Mac Jones sucks. They're just wrong. Like, it's an ignorant mm-hmm. opinion. He's actually quite good. Um, or mm-hmm. he's, he's certainly good enough. Um, so I would agree. We fucking suck. And there's a lot of work to do. And our defense is terrible. And I'm down <sighs> on Belichick. Um, defense is old. Defense is just old and What happened to Judon? Boy, I don't Dude, know. Dude, he just Great ended call. up chasing a... Josh Allen from behind, like half the game. And it's I feel like, like that's how he was the last month and a half. Yeah, yeah. That's how he was just chasing every quarterback from behind. Like, and mm-hmm. the defense came out as fraudulent the past. Like, I hate sounding like talk radio. Well, I don't hate sounding like talk radio when it's compared to uh, the Trill Withers show. But like, they definitely came out as fucking frauds the last four or five games because they couldn't stop the run. And then, yeah, I mean, that just set a pass. Or the like, pass. Yeah. Dude, the <laughs> first Josh Allen touchdown, I 100% thought that he was just, like, throwing that into the fifth row. He's and then all of a sudden, Dawson Knox, like, catches it in the back. Of the yeah, end, Dawson so. Knox looks like Tony Gonzalez, apparently, when it's, like, any sort of competition against England. Yeah, that – Judon, a lot of people I've heard have put a hard, like, line in the sand at the bye week, which is fair. That was before the Colts game, right? Yep. Not to go like on a like tinfoil conspiracy hat, but that is a very weird like before and after. Like it's extremely weird, and I've never oh, heard man. the Patriots players or any players talk so openly about what a terrible week of practice they had during I agree. that bye week. Like, it makes it sound a lot more bye week for sure. That clip of uh, was Matt right, who was the first one to kind of like hint at it. That's very telling. At the time, it was like all right, whatever. But yeah. It's it's night and day. And what the hell? Like Soapy said, Judon was. I, I think I said this earlier. There was a time in the season when Judon was a depoy candidate. Bill Belichick, I thought, was a lock for coach of the year. Mac Jones had the was like minus three fifty for rookie of the year, and now that's over three. Not even close. Like that's and that was a month ago. It's weird. But is it, I don't know if <laughs> it's a COVID weird. thing. Like Judon had COVID and then sucked, but like it's the whole mm. team. And yeah. like I think by all reports he was fine. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it didn't make any sense the way that um, you guys can hear me, right? Yeah, Yeah. you're good. It didn't make any sense why Mac Jones said the team was feeling sorry for themselves after that, um, after that week of practice going into the Colts game and that Colts game immediately looked like they were back to the September Patriots where he had a, a pick in the red zone or very close to it, a bunch of unforced errors and penalties by, like both sides of the line 
Um, yep. Could Shitty barely complete a pass. Calling. The, the Brandon Bolden runs on third down. Uh, it was to a T, the September Patriots. Like exactly what you yeah. said. I don't know what to think of McDaniels. I feel like he's the most confusing and most polarizing, uh, I don't know, coordinator in the league, non-head coach in the league. Because I've never really cared one way or the other. Like, it's just, it's yeah. Belichick. McDaniels can come or go. I really don't care. I agree with that. I, I, I agree with that. I think it's kind of whom I know I'm missing one in the middle it was um, Charlie Weiss, someone, and then McDaniels. Was it Brian? Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien for a little bit. It's, this, it's the same thing. I mean, obviously Brady was there, but it's the same difference. I mean, they're going to they're gonna sprinkle in some trick plays here and there. When in doubt, Brady can just do whatever he wants to do. But now that you don't have that uh, as like a safety net, I mean, that's like putting it lightly, safety net of Tom Brady, the play calling does stand out now. And there's one drive, you nailed it, like seven, nothing might as well be 50, nothing <laughs> like in that type of game in, in prime time. I think it was 14, nothing. And it was just the same. It was the drive when they punted at the, like the 45 yard line on fourth yeah. and like fourth and inches. I'm it, was sure it was three, three straight run plays runs. going up. Yeah, that's, that's three straight runs. And then they punted from midfield. And it was yeah. like, dude, you guys do realize the game might be over at this point. And it was. And you show no signs of stopping Josh Allen, like literally zero. <laughs> so to Nick's point, too, it's like um, Mac looked decent up until then. That first that first drive pick was killer. You're right. That was a great looking drive. A couple of third down conversions. Um, and then it's a great play by Micah Hyde. But as soon as he threw as soon as that ball was picked, that that was it. That was just such like a, a you know, not our favorite term, but just so deflating because you knew they were going to score the next drive. You know, like it was inevitable. Like I said, seven, nothing, that type of night might as well be 28, nothing, which it shortly was. Josh Allen's pretty good. Josh Allen's really freaking good. Like I, I know you guys actually, this is kind of timely. They talked about tiering quarterbacks over the last couple of days. I'd, I'll ask like, is your tier one kind of the chalk like Rogers, Brady, Mahomes? Nick? Uh, it depends if we're, I guess if we're talking about today for the past 10 years, and if I can sort of remove prior to Saturday's game, I hate Pat Mahomes. I was going to say that. Uh, I hate Pat Mahomes. Okay. Um, How much is Jackson Mahomes to blame for that? (laughs) Not, I I don't like Jackson Mahomes, but not that much. Um, It's the better than Brady bullshit from when, We've seen the best of Pat Mahomes. He had the best situation anyone can possibly have. He did some cool sidearm throws that are fun to watch, and people lost their mind. He's pretty darn good. He's not – I don't think he's substantively better than Josh Allen at all. That's just going to say, I think think Josh Allen either has to be the guy, especially now, right at the door of Tier 2 to Tier 1, or he's just in Tier 1. Like, I'm I'm fine either way. If someone says he's a top five quarterback, I'm not going to argue that. No chance. You're crazy over Pat Mahomes' 5,000 yards. You guys know how many yards and touchdowns Tom Brady threw for this year? Decent amount. I know it was like 4,500 yards, right? 5,300 yards and 43 touchdowns. Yeah, he led the league, right? Yeah, he was like 100 yards off Peyton Manning's record. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I've had enough of the Pat Mahomes DS. Tom Brady's the best quarterback in the league. He's the MVP of the league. Aaron Rodgers is quite good. Mm -hmm. Uh, He won one Super Bowl. He'll be... He did. basically should be forgotten in history because one ring. Yep. Um, Josh Allen's really good. We'll see. I think I still think the Bucs are going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, that's tough. I don't know. I, I do. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Your... No, I was, I was just going to say, I, like, I, it sounds like I'm arguing with you, but I do think they're going to win the Super Bowl <laughs> because I just can't justify any of the other three teams beating them. Rams, no. I'm not sure the Packers are going to get by San Francisco. And even if they do, you know, I, there's no scientific data to show me that Tom Brady will go to Lambeau and lose. So, yeah, fire the cannons. I, I agree with you. <laughs> go ahead, So, As much as I would love to agree with so I have a point and then a question. As much as I would love to agree with you, Nick, the Rudd man, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like at least talent-wise, Mahomes is like, generationally talented but you're right maybe we have seen maybe we have seen the best of him because for all those plays that he was making a couple years ago like the crazy throws and whatnot throwing across his body across the field 
Like he had way more turnovers this year. So maybe that was just like eventually it's going to even out. Yeah, he didn't have a great year, but um, especially compared to him, his I've, usual years. No, it, it was definitely a down year. Mm-hmm. And and even when their offense was on this year, still didn't have the same feeling as like, like um, <laughs> remember last year, that game of uh, the Chiefs versus the Bucks, where Tyreek Hill had like 200 yards in the first quarter. Halftime. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. question, I've asked this to Dan before. Do you think that, I feel like the two fakest teams in our time of uh, watching the Patriots dominance has been number one, the Steelers, but number two, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers because of what you said, like he won the one Super Bowl, He's won a few MVPs, but if you ever listen to him talk, I feel like all he cares about is the individual stuff. Um, breaking Favre's record earlier this year. Um, <clears throat> and every time they, they usually get to the divisional game or the NFC title game and then lose but no one seems to talk about that. They, like he's always heralded as one of the greats when it's really, he's a regular season front runner. Who's great. Then not so much in the playoffs. If, if the, the question is who's the fakest team with the last, what, 10, 15, 20 years. years. Like, yeah, sure. Uh, it's, Drew Brees, it's Drew Brees and the saints in a landslide. Oh yeah, that's true. I They're can't stand Drew Brees. But oh, that's where I think the... Rogers is headed. Yeah, but at least, I mean, Rodgers is not an indoor stat padding, yep. five foot nine, fake diamond buying. You know, Drew Brees got duped with fake diamonds. What do you mean? He bought, no. he bought millions of dollars of oh fake diamonds. That um, that adds up for someone who has like a, a ceremony done in the first quarter for a record that then got broken a year later. That adds yeah. I hold I hold that against him. <laughs> A lot. If you get duped by fake diamonds, like I'm out. Um, yeah. But yeah, the ceremony, everyone giving such a huge shit about this record. Um, you know what it is? And like the Katrina moment in the dome was very nice, like however many years ago that was. I feel like people just sort of never moved on from that in terms of thinking that Drew Brees is like the savior of the country. Um, I I also think people forget that when Drew Brees won a Super Bowl, his defense was being paid to take out the opposing quarterbacks. And it was the Terry Porter pick six, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be a little asterisk. Um, They had Brett Favre in an ambulance by the third quarter of like the NFC championship game and the Terry Porter pick six, the luckiest onside kick recovery maybe of all time. It's, it's a lot. I hear you. And then every other year, I think they, they kind of use the, what was it, like last like three or four years they got not screwed in the playoffs, but something crazy happened. The, the PI and the Stefan Diggs play. It's just some quarterbacks just aren't like it's, I think the goat term gets thrown around to around. Most quarterbacks are just, there's a lot of really, really good quarterbacks. Drew Brees is really good. Aaron Rodgers is really good. I think Tom Brady just kind of like, it's just so silly to compare other guys because the next closest guy isn't even close. If it's Aaron Rodgers, if it's Manning, if it's Breeze, that's great. But like, I one thing I love about like the Sunday night football and Monday night football, they always have those stupid ass graphics. But most of them are like Brady here, and then like the classic stat is like next closest fifty thousand yards, <laughs> like whatever it is, like thirty wins less. And yeah. it's just like, what do, what are we like? What are we talking about? I think I probably think of Rodgers the same way that a lot of people think of Mahomes. Where like I'm cool calling Rodgers like really, really, really good at throwing the football, mm-hmm. um, right? Yeah. And Mahomes obviously is, is pretty darn good at it too, but the praise has just been too much for him. Uh, Rodgers just sort of plays for a loser franchise that doesn't win anything. Yeah, that's tough. And they, that's what like, happens when you don't have an owner. I guess so. Publicly traded company. Um, and a lot of it, like, shout out Mike McCarthy too. Another great Mike McCarthy game over the weekend. Uh, what a that's fucking the, loser. What a fucking loser. How do you let that guy be Rodgers' coach for so long? I don't know. I don't know if he makes it through this season. I think Tyler was talking about the other day. Tyler thought he shouldn't have been able to leave the stadium employed. And <laughs> I don't think it would have been must, crazy. Tyler was saying that Mike McCarthy has to be awesome to hang out with. <laughs> and that's why yeah, yeah, yeah. Around. Must be a real good hang. Yeah, a real good, like, sit down. He must have had, like, a really good glass of bourbon with Jerry <laughs> and just somehow got, what was his contract? Obviously more than one year. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm sure Two or three years at least, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's tough. It's just like for a franchise like that, where there's so the Cowboys, that is where it's so much heavily weighted on championships and like glory in your and you have a good regular season. They had a really good regular season and you're out in the first round consistently. 
it's just so hard to have confidence in those in those teams in that and their window staff. is slammed shut oh god yeah zeke's, zeke's dead um, and his contract is very alive zeke i forgot oh what he did god. he signed a big one his recently. contracts oh yeah i think he's getting 18 million dollars a year for the next three years he has quarterback money for the next three years because he that's he had a big holdout a couple summers ago right that's right yeah i think two years ago yeah he got big money that's right big money in a decent amount of years I think we were talking on the show before running backs tough. Cause it, if you look at like a, a real, not even like elite, like pro bowl running backs, what would you say? Like a pro bowl running backs, like prime is maybe four years, five tops, unless you're like a freak, that's a rookie contract. Right. So if you get drafted by a shit organization, like that's your career, like guys like Saquon, um, who else? I guess I was gonna say Derek Henry, but the Titans actually turned out to be good. But someone like Zeke, you just put that. Like McCaffrey got big money, and then he's yep. been hurt ever since. Kamara has it's a lot tough. of money. He did not have Kamara got. And it's it, like I said, there are outliers. Like Kamara deserves to get paid. McCaffrey totally. at the time deserved to got paid. Henry, I'm sure, will get paid. Did he get paid recently? Derrick Henry. I think it's. I forget his I deal. I, he, I feel like he's, he's older than up. I think he is because he was a backup for like a solid two years, right? I think he was on the Demarco Murray Titans teams actually. He signed there, a four-year, fifty million dollar deal in July, twenty twenty. That's right, Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's I remember fine. comparing him to like a like an NBA. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he makes yeah, like uh, Mason Plumley money. For there's one the best in a million guys. In there's one in a million guys that are worth it. Derrick Henry's so unique, but yeah. like the, the the pass catchers don't bother Kamara and CMC, like you said. Yeah, because those guys can basically play wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You know another. Uh, Another big one is like Le'Veon Bell, uh, Devontae Freeman. Todd Gurley, I think, had one of the biggest drop-offs where that was bizarre. He was he was uh, like unprecedented and unanimously number one in fantasy drafts for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then that second or third year, he was off unemployed. Yeah. It's just yeah. health, right? Like just his knees or whatever. I think so. Or his hip is just like it's like an 80-year-old lady. It's like degenerative arthritis or something. It- <laughs> It, it, I mean, 30 carries a game over 17 weeks or 16 games, whatever, 17 weeks, now 17. That's why I say it's like it's not hard to realize these primes aren't very long. Like, it's just it's science. Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, Derrick Henry got hurt this year. What was his injury anyway? He, it really bad. He broke his he broke his yeah. list, Frank, I think. Um, in he's had a cool two months starting Sunday. He's going yeah, to play this week. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how about Cam Akers last night? Cam Literally Akers almost killing people yeah. five months out of an Achilles. Yeah. It's, it looks terrifying. It is weird how that that's changed. That was a no-brainer. You're out for the season. Like, not even a consideration. I think I remember the big one was um, when AP came back. That He came back from injury, and that's when he broke the record, I'm pretty sure, right? I think he broke the rushing record the year after he came he back. Or he came back and had a great season. Yeah. yeah, he definitely balled out. That was the you're right. That was the first time people were like, "Oh, ACL doesn't matter anymore." Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Even like Kevin Durant in basketball, we like there's that video when he broke it again, uh, again in the finals, and you literally see his calf like splitting in half or like shaking and splitting, and now he's like an MVP candidate as usual per you like business as usual. You know, as soon as you get off, it's 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 crazy. And, and the other one I wanted to mention going back to Brady, I think we said this last uh, week or something. Say Brady wins MVP, which I think, I don't think he will, but I think he can and probably should. I still think Rodgers wins. Um, Winning that at age 44, it almost like, not sarcastically, it like shifts the perception of like time and like, like, it can change the whole league because now you can, you can justify drafting a quarterback and saying there's a chance this, this guy can play for 25 years. You know, especially if it's just getting because 44 now you draft a kid at 20 now, 44 might be 46, 47, you know, 20 years from now, which is just uh, scary, <laughs> I think, in the grand scheme of things. LeBron, same argument. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Medicine is just so crazy. Like, just go see Alex Guerrero. Shout out Alex Guerrero. Yeah, yeah shout 100 out Alex G's Guerrero. and you're in. Uh, and you get yeah. all your money back if you don't like it. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's getting it's getting kind of forgotten that even Aaron Rodgers is like thirty eight, like that. Used yeah, all to the good be, quarterbacks are like forty. That used to be all right. You should probably hang it up by now. 
Yeah, that's like George Blanda. really old guy. Oh, Andrew Whitworth is playing offensive yeah, line at 40 years old right now. Yeah, why not? Sure. Um, Eric it's Weddle it's, come it's, back. it's so, uh, yeah, off, literally off the couch to play the NFL. <laughs> um, it is interesting how different guys deal with age even nowadays. Like Big Ben is a literal corpse. Yes. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers is balling out of control. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Let's Let's move on here. Quick, quick thought on the Patriots, you being um, so connected with the team. Offseason, from a fan's perspective, what do you want to see realistically offseason from coaching staff or personnel? I am more interested in the offseason and the team building than I am the regular mm. season, uh, specifically the NFL draft. I love the draft. You're a draft um, guy? I'm a huge draft guy. Okay. Um, okay. What do I want from the Patriots this offseason? It's hard because we have such a crazy offseason last season. Uh, and like we don't really have any money. Uh, Miguel Benzema, Pat's cap, uh, the, the Pat's yep. cap genius on Twitter. Um, he says we have two and a half million dollars. Uh, other websites will tell you we have twenty-seven million dollars. I think he's right that we have no money. So we got to tag J.C. Jackson. Um, Pat's got to play some underdog fantasy. Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got to tag J.C. Jackson. I don't know. Can we trade for Calvin Ridley? Uh, I didn't really like Calvin Ridley, but he seems pretty good. I would. I would. I think I saw today he's pricey. I think he's like 11 million left, and then he's yeah. going to obviously want a contract. But it's like you have to pay good players. Like, I, I don't really think that. I've never understood that argument. Like, this guy's really good, but he's going to want, he's, you're going to have to pay him. It's well, yes, problem that's usually that I how think, it works. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> the problem is when you're paying not good players a lot of money. And I'm, and I'm not and I'm not saying that Joe New Smith is not good. I really I I don't think that he failed us. I think we failed him. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he's the highest paid player on the team next year, and he has to do something. Uh, I think the biggest failure of this Patriots team, the biggest failure of Josh McDaniels, was not getting the double tight end stuff to work. That's clearly what the offense was supposed to be. That we can put two tight ends and Damian Damian Harris on the field, and we can run it or throw it. Uh, mm. And we and we didn't make that work. So I would love to figure out 12 personnel. I don't think McDaniels is going to leave. I think the way that he fucked over the Colts when he took the job for five minutes and then left, uh, which was, which was hilarious and awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I imagine that was just sour <laughs> taste in a lot of people's mouths. Um, yeah. I so thought about that too. That, that, that's noteworthy. <laughs> I yeah. think he's a weird guy. Like in the way yeah. he behaved, even in Denver, everyone hated him. Remember it was it Brandon Lloyd or Brandon Marshall that when Tebow was throwing the ball in practice, he would just knock it down because he didn't want to play. Yeah, probably both um, of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was coming so out and slow. Enough. I don't know how flexible we are. I'd like to draft Traylon Burks. That's who I want. The Who's wide that? receiver, wide receiver from Arkansas. He's oh, like God. A, he's like AJ Brown, DK Metcalf hybrid. Oh. Shame so if we we'll had a draft. chance to grab one of those guys. Yeah. We'll draft someone else before him then. Yeah. Oh, we'll draft oh, someone terrible. Uh, I don't know. I'm like paranoid to draft a wide receiver ever since Nikhil Harry. The worst. I'm most still sour about draft that. Pick of all time. <sighs> the worst. Absolute useless. Be, if like we draft. If we draft AJ Brown or Debo Samuel, I think Tom Brady's winning Super Bowl here right now. Maybe, but it also I think they could get somewhere with Mac or Cam or whoever to have some sort of weapon like that. I would agree. Debo's just crazy. I think last year. I would probably argue it was like, I can't believe they passed on DK Metcalf or even AJ Brown. D- Debo separated himself at this point. He is He's an absolute freak. He is so fucking cool. Absolutely. And his style of play is insane. Like you think that he can't do this every game because he's taking like an end around for 80 yards, mm-hmm. but he does it every game. Continues to do it. He's a sick man. That touchdown last night or over the weekend was incredible. I was watching a clip of it today, actually, how he, he gets it. He, Five yards, and then at the 20, the way he accelerates at the 20 is crazy. He was untouched at the 20 going through a linebacker and safety depth. Untouched as a wide receiver. Do you have receiver. hope for Patriots offseason? I don't. I, like, I actually, before I even asked you, I, didn't, I already forgot what the last offseason was. You're right. Like, what are the fireworks on top of that that they can do? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not as big of a draft guy as, it, as you are. I'm the type who just kind of – I'll see what people whisper about online and then see what they talk about on draft day. And I'll, I'll buy in or not based off the little 30 second ESPN clip of when they like put him in the corner um, more on the coaching. I think I saw you tweet this today about um, 
uh, the running backs coach. I'm blanking on his Ivan name. Fierce. Looks like he's gone, right? That's inter- you know, a lot. It's a heart wrenching video. A lot of people took that from that video. I didn't. I didn't get that at all. Oh, I did. That, that I don't. That didn't seem to me like a traditional like end of season thing. That I had this debate with a few other people. I had it makes sense now that you say it. It didn't occur to me one bit. I, I thought that was a mm. normal end of season sort of emotional goodbye. It was there was video. one part that stood out. It, it was it, there's definitely like more long term like goodbye verbiage. Like you're gonna be great. Keep keep doing your thing. Blah blah blah. I don't know. And again, it's not like that. I mean, that's a difference. He's a good coach, and he's important. Obviously, clearly important to that team and Damian Harris. But uh, I don't know. I guess the coaching staff to what we talked about earlier isn't as important. I'd like to see a wide receiver. If you think it's be- it's best or most doable in the draft, that's fine. But I also don't well, have so right in front of me. That's what I was going to say. I don't have right in front of me who's available. Well, Calvin, really, he's not a free agent, right? He just no, wants to get traded. Yeah. I don't know who's like we, a legit I don't free think we can afford a free agent. No. No, not with two million bucks. Not, a, not anyone half decent. I don't I hate the receiving core around. we have. I still like Bourne. I still like Myers. Aguilar was disappointing, I, I think I would say. He was. Uh, Nikhil Harry can be extradited to wherever. I don't, I don't really care. What's his deal? Is he on another year or is he done? Yeah, he's got another year, I think. I, oh, I don't even Christ. think it's time for us to pick up his fifth-year option yet. It's not a lot it's of been money. the longest I'm, I'm three looking, years of any professional athlete. Uh, I'm looking yeah. at who's available next year. It's Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Devontae Adams. Those guys are – I mean, I would take Allen Robinson. Yeah, he might be cheap. He was so I was going to say, he's probably the most gettable out of those three, I would assume. I don't uh, see Godwin or Adams leaving, unless Rodgers yeah, leaves. Another zillion dollars. Uh, Will yeah, Fuller, Jameson Crowder, Juju. Nobody. Jameson Crowder would be an interesting slot guy. Give me, I want Barrios back. Ba- yes, yes, I'd like him back. Good point. We yeah. chose we chose Gunner over him, and I always defended that choice because even though Barrios was a good slot receiver, Gunner was first team All Pro kicker turner. Gonna say, but Put now some respect on the Barrios pro. is a great wide receiver, and he's All Pro kicker turner. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's and I thought Gunner had actually a pretty bad year. Um, I, I don't know if it was two games ago. Maybe it was versus Miami. He's like letting punts fall, and then they roll to the yeah. five-yard line that he should have caught. Uh, he had a fumble. Yeah, uh, Gunner was not his great self this year. That might be one of the biggest differences year over year. Special teams. I thought last year you could argue their special teams was the probably the best part of the team. This year, outside of Nick Folk, they stunk. Well, it's his name, Jake Bailey stunk. Terrible. Yeah, returner stunk. We had Nikhil uh, Harry catching a punt for christ's sakes it was just a nightmare i want joe judge back yeah sure yeah. whatever why not right like he was he's a terrible head coach but he's a fantastic special teams coach for us one, one of he's the terrible head coach <laughs> oh, just the worst those guys hated him. they were retired oh they couldn't stand him it was like a substitute teacher he was hopeless <laughs> from training camp i can't remember if you mentioned this nick on uh, not here to argue but i'm sure you guys heard that clip of him talking about in a press conference he was like Lying. Yeah. I, yeah. Straight up lying through his fucking teeth where he was just like, there's plenty of guys in this locker room who have told me that they would rather take less money to stay here than go make way more money playing for somewhere else. Oh, and that's sure. the kind of culture that we're creating here in uh, in fucking in New England. Uh, I mean, New York. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My yeah. extremely hot girlfriend lives in Canada. You wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. She was to a different <laughs> school. Oh, wait, wait. Another good segue. You can tell Nick's in the business. Uh, you tweeted the other day that it was the anniversary of Manti Teo. Oh, yeah, Daddy. Great. Can time. we talk about that a little bit and just our general feelings? And also the fact that that was, I, I want to say it's the 10-year anniversary, something like that, makes me feel old as fuck. Like, I, yeah, I know I'm washed I up, agree. but that was like another confirmation. Uh, it's weird thinking about how big a story that was. Mm-hmm. It was earth shattering. Like yeah. I was, it I, made I it to 60 that, like, minutes. Like I, I interrupted my, my politics in the middle East class to tell the whole class, I like, raised my hand. I was like, professor, like I have to say something. Uh, <laughs> you guys, you guys know Manti Teo. Uh, yeah. His girlfriend, Lene Kakua doesn't exist. Uh, and, he, and everyone yeah. was floored. Um, what the hell did you just say? To me? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's so crazy. I mean, that's when catfishing became such a big thing. Then we got like the we got the great movie from sure. that guy Neve, and then he had Neve, the uh, yeah. Showman or something. Great show. Yeah. Shout out catfish. Uh, and then the MTV show. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, it was so crazy. I bet on Notre Dame plus 10 in that national championship game. They lost by a million. Ah, oh, geez. Tough one. Um, so that was before catfish like that, that Mante Teo broke before the catfish. Like I believe became mainstream. That, that was before catfish. Yeah. That's um, why it was so bizarre. Cause I remember like online data wasn't even big at this time. Instagram correct. didn't exist at this time. Yeah, uh, or if it did, it had just launched. Yeah. The thought of like just fake people on the internet wasn't really a thing anymore. Maybe fake people on the internet was like, uh, like pedophiles and like fucking what's that show with uh, like Dateline and stuff like that. How to catch a predator. Catch a predator. Yep. Just being a fake person and like having a relationship via, I guess, texting. And maybe they did the fake voice thing. I don't know how, how serious it was. I remember it took me a while to comprehend what happened. I didn't get it. Like I didn't, it, it, like the wires didn't cross in my brain. Like, what do you mean? Until it really came out. But yeah, that was, that's a good one. That, that screenshot of Mark Schlereth on ESPN is so good. Just floored and ready to break this news. And she faked her, or it was a guy, I think it turned out being a guy who knew <sighs> Manti in high school, I think. Yeah, it's always uh, like a weird, like petty, you know, yeah. like some petty, like feud from 10 years uh, ago. Um, and he faked her death or whatever. And Manti Teo, I feel like he was like at the national championship game, like crying about his girlfriend who died. Like it was a story, like he's like playing for her or some shit like yeah. that. Like I forget the details. But Maybe man. that's why you put some shekels on the game. That <laughs> yeah. a man, a motivated man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my God. So funny. Imagine, I'm saying imagine because I don't remember, but it would be funny if there was an interview where he was like, you know, as, as sad as I am, she would have wanted me to play. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm out here for her. She would She would have wanted to see me happy. He had yeah. a decent NFL career. Yeah, I was just gonna actually ask. He went. You go to the Chargers, Chargers, Saints, and yeah. Chargers. I think Saints was the most Saints. Was I remember most of his well. career. I think he was in the league as recently as like last year. No way, oh, really? really? I think oh, I didn't so. know that. I might be. I could be totally wrong. I'm looking it up right now. No, it's okay. Yeah, I didn't see his over under on tackles for loss on a on underdog. He played in, over, he played in, he played in 2019. <laughs> you think oh, he lists that on his wow. thumb? You think he lists that on his dating apps? Yeah, just his like football stats. I think he's done with the apps. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. I, I would apps. I would be a little sour towards the apps. I was trying <laughs> to think like what are some other because you you're right. That was like a sports story that broke broke the third wall or whatever you want to call it to go into like a, a national story. It's probably that like there were more serious ones like Lance Armstrong and stuff, but I was just trying to think like funny, like funny sports stories that like broke the internet for like a few days. I mean, like the, I find the Warriors three one. I remember Clippers yeah. losing a couple of years ago. What were you gonna say? This Nick? Stuff seriously, but I find Rogers and Kyrie to be pretty funny. At this point, uh, it's like, it's just theater. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's entertaining. It, at first, it was kind of. Fr- I don't know if I want to say frustrating, but it was just like. It's kind like, of fucked you, up. Like, who like, are you trying to pull? The, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, you know, you're being an asshole. Like when you're doing this. And the, I think Rogers is different because Kyrie knows exactly what he's doing. And, and that's fine. I can respect that. Rogers was like getting pissed for people to like bring it up. And it's like, well, it's my personal business. It's like, bro, you, this is literally the most polarizing subject of the last 50 years. Like, you know exactly what you're doing. He's that's what kind of pissed me off. He just wants to go on Joe Rogan. Can't wait. Yeah. He wants to be sit with just Pat McAfee all day and just talk about <laughs> cancel culture. He, he wants to be Joe Rogan's uh, physician's assistant. actually not for not like we talked about this i think somewhat recently it the the like the rumors about like jeopardy and just like doing something so unrelated to football make a lot of sense now and i still think that was a weird gig to turn down depending on what like the money looked like at his age you could probably argue there's a good chance he might not win another super bowl just because it's a competitive league right now you could probably sail off and host jeopardy for 40 years and yeah. make less per year, but you'll make it for, for 40 years and you won't get CTE, most likely. I think he's I think he's enjoying being the villain and oh, he loves he's it. still playing so damn well. That's like the, he that's was MVP tough. last year, he could be MVP this year. Yep. Um I used to work at Jay Glazer's gym in LA. Nice. Uh, which is like exclusively sort of like celebrities and pro athletes. And he was by far the most serious and hardest working guy that ever came in there. Uh, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, not even close. Oh, wow. Uh, everyone else is fucking off doing whatever. Like, uh, you would bring, if you bring him like a like a sports drink or like a protein shake, 
He's like, mm-hmm. bring me the label. Like I'm reading this whole thing. Like I'm not going to fucking pop on some test because you don't know what you're doing. Wow. Um, he, yeah, and he was always there with Nick Jonas. He's like boys with Nick Jonas. <laughs> that I'm not. That makes sense. Yep. Not here to argue about that. That's hilarious. Wait. Yeah, that's interesting. I can't. I mean, I get it. Like he's an elite level athlete, like no shit, but that's not the name you'd associate that with. Cause then Brady's just a psychopath with that stuff. Probably like 10 X, whatever Aaron Rodgers did. Yeah. I've <laughs> been to like the... slit the throat of someone who like offered him like a tomato slice. On, like, his I was, I was at the TB 12 facility in Boston when Tom was there and I met Guerrero, um, mm-hmm. but Tom was behind a partition. I didn't, I didn't get to see ah, Coward. Guerrero's tiny, isn't he? Isn't he a small guy? Uh, yeah, he, he wasn't. I guess he wasn't so so small. I did get that vibe as well. Incredibly nice, like hmm. like a politician, like glowing. One thing That's I take away I from the from uh, yeah, I take away that from the Antonio Brown leaked text message for like as much like controversy as that got. What was AB mad about? The guy hundred percent. He like, literally could have been a sweeter guy. Here's half your money and uh, big hugs, like whatever he said. Like yeah, he, he was like hugs. You're the best ever. <laughs> and and yeah, which I don't think anyone has blast. ever said to Antonio Brown. Yeah, like look at this asshole. And it's like, what what else do you want? Like he literally caved in, not even caved in, he offered to do exactly what you asked him. And on top of that, he's very polite about it. And then you put on your routing and account number as well. And for some reason tweeted that out. That was, yes, that was sir, a good Mr. day on Brown. Twitter. That, that weekend was up there. A B from the day A B left. Like the next 48 hours was really fun because one AB of my favorite gate was amazing too. Okay. So I know we got to get you out of here, but I'm glad you mentioned that every time AB does something like this, the best part of it, it, it reminds you of all the other crazy stuff that you totally forgot about. <laughs> like he was not going to play football because he couldn't wear the helmet he wanted and he burned his feet and like the whole video of him, like being released from the Raiders and like dancing out in his backyard farting in his trainer's face like it's just you just there's always <laughs> that one video I has forget. resurfaced so crazy and as much of, of, of an asshole as he is the video is funny i couldn't watch it without laughing because he it wasn't like you know obviously it's it was shenanigans on but but he was it was like two forced out farts like he pushed them out so so <laughs> hard and the doctor just had to be like oh i can't even dude i watched it so many times i can memorize like what the doctor said He's like applying some gel and trying to read his stomach or his chest. And he's like, oh, wow, you're so like lean here that I couldn't I, I we can't even get a reading. And then A.B. is just like, <laughs> oh, sorry, like dude, sorry, you're doc. such a child. Yeah, uh, I'm, oh, so childish. I'm actually not embarrassed uh, at how long I went to bat for A.B. for. I like still kind of like um, I he's like he's like Rod Tidwell. He's like the perfect diva wide receiver. <laughs> Um, yeah, but so, there's like a couple but, asterisks. One of them being he's very good. Like he's really, really good, and he was a difference maker on a Super Bowl winning team last year. I have him extremely That's crazy. high on my all time wide receiver list. How high? Like flirting with number three, behind Rice Brady and Moss, Moss. Number one. Okay. To number two. Oh, now we're talking about. Okay, yeah. then the rest is fine with me. I don't even have to hear the rest. <laughs> uh, and then. Calvin Johnson didn't do it long enough. Uh, I have AB quite high up there. I guess you have to start talking about Jerry Rice eventually, but AB's 2010s, I think, were uncomparable because Calvin only played yeah. half the time. Like it was every year he was the guy. It's even from a fantasy perspective, he was the he was. I think it seems in general, like especially for season long leagues, it seems like every year there's a new person who's like the no brainer. You know, you have to take like McCaffrey this year. Like you have to take this guy number one. It was Saquon one year maybe. Um, it was Antonio Brown like four or five years. He was on the cover of all the magazines, Madden. You couldn't justify not taking him because in PPR, he could get 20 points easily because you know he's going to get 10 catches in 100 yards he was before he even scores. Yeah, he was with Godwin got hurt and Brady hates Mike Evans and Gronk is uh, old. He's probably your best reliable weapon. And then, uh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and he's out of here. But that I think that might hurt him in the playoffs. You still think Bucks win? I guess I do too. But it's like you need Mike Evans, so I guess keep playing like he played last weekend. Yep, have hundred yards and score. I mean, he's he's good. Like he's not like a I don't find him a very like sexy, cool player. 
I don't like his look. I didn't like his look at Texas A&M either. Um, nah, he, his he, tattoos he, aren't cool. Too many stars. What does he have? He has like a matching like bicep tattoo, right? He has like, some, like red, s- he has like some red symmetrical. stars. Yeah, okay. just aren't very, I got some bad tattoos too, but I don't like Mike Evans. <laughs> um, Actually, why t- people think that Brady doesn't too. like him? I don't know. I just heard that, so I assume it's true. I heard it on Boston. Right no, now. I, I I hear it plenty, and I don't. What's like the any thoughts, Nick? No, I uh, I have never heard that. I wouldn't hate the interpretation from like a stats perspective. Like he I, he clearly prefers to throw it to Godwin, A, B, or Gronk. Mm-hmm. They're all hurt all the time. Or out of yeah, the he still had a thousand yards. He still had a really He's good still year. Still balling out of like control. Evans. Yeah, exactly. Um, Same as last no, year. They were they were talking about it on um on Tyler's show, I think yesterday, he, uh, I think he's the only guy, he's had a thousand year, thousand yards every year, seven yeah. or eight years since he's been drafted. And he's had some bad ball throwers. Uh, he had like bad Jameis. Um, Luke McCown. Luke McCown. He had Johnny Mike Menzel Lennon. in college who would just. Mike, Mike Lennon. Mike Lennon was up there. Uh, and yeah, Mike had, Evans should go to the Hall of Fame. Fitz Magic, was he ever thrown to him? Probably, yeah. Probably. He had Jameis pre-eye surgery. Like he had some, some some estranged people throwing him balls and he seemed to catch a lot of them. He could have like um, a Matt Stafford style career where he has like insane, insane counting stats mm-hmm. while just being like pretty good. I think he's good. I mean, I think like hall of fame conversation is, is fun. Everyone like does it. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad thing to after like four or five years say, this guy's probably going to go to the hall of fame. Like Mike Evans has a good chance. A lot of it happens in basketball all the time, like all time people when Giannis won last year, like, well, you know, he's still so young, this and that. Giannis is probably gonna be a top 10 player of all time. Like, it's not, it's not, why wouldn't you say that? Like, it's silly not to. Like, Brady is clearly the best player of all time. Who's my favorite sleeper NFL Hall of Fame guy is uh, Cordero Patterson. Mm. No way. He's had a renaissance with a big renaissance. Can I tell you, can I tell you, my team this year? Yeah, please. Super Bowl champion with the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Four-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, four-time Pro Bowl. Yeah, I feel like the special uh, teams guys are tough, though. That's pretty damn good. Seven years All-Pro. Uh, and, and now he's balling on offense. Now he's a good running back. Yeah, yeah. whatever the hell He's one of the now. greatest special teams players of all time. Like, if people yeah. want Devin Hester in, and I love Devin Hester. Like, I'm a U-Miami guy. Uh-huh. Uh, I love Devin Hester. Cordero Patterson yeah. on paper is just – Better than Devin Hester. Uh, he doesn't is have he? the kick return touchdowns. Uh, he's third. He's kind of playing he's like third. Debo now. Yeah. In terms of style. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. How old is Cordero Patterson? He's been, he's what, 30. like seven or eight years? Yeah. Oh, wow, jeez. Um, the Patriots traded away the Cordero Patterson draft pick, and we got back Jamie Collins and LeGarrette Blunt. Okay. Uh, I mean, Garrett Blunt, had, that. Like Garrett Blunt had like 18 touchdowns. We won, yeah. won a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl champion difference yeah. maker. I'll take that. Uh, and then we got Cordero back, figured out how to use him as a wide receiver, and won a Super Bowl with it. So pretty well mm-hmm. managed Cordero Patterson career for Belichick. That's a sneaky one. I'm trying to like who are who are the guys that are in the Hall of Fame that are like I don't his think type there's of, any comparable special that's what teams I mean. players in the yeah. Hall of Fame. Devin Hester is probably the because, only like, one. Back, I don't know, 15 years ago, guys like just weren't this athletic like Devin Hester and and Cordell Patterson. That's true. It's almost it's almost kind of like the NBA. It's shifting towards more like positionless offense. Like Debo's a great example. Cordell Patterson, Le'Veon Bell, McCaffrey, whatever. Um, yeah. Well, we'll let you get out of here, Nick. Um, sorry we took so much of your time. No, thank you. This is fun. What was I going to say? Oh yeah. Before we let you go, again, where's the best place to find uh, you on Twitter, Underdog, whatever else you uh, you think people should should be following as they should. Uh, the Nick Rudman, Underdog Fantasy. Um, subscribe to the Trill Weather Show YouTube. Mm. That's it. Those are my plugs. Okay, that's it. Um, cool, man. We'd love to have you back sometime. Um, if you're look, oh, give our give our people some money. Who's uh? Who's a little sneaky, sneaky value pick on maybe like a pick'em or one of the games, one of the games this week? Since you've personally set all the over under. <laughs> yeah. This um, I'm Who's taking Brady. Off? I'm taking Brady over no matter what. 
I just don't think the Rams are that good. Yeah, uh, that. and Debo over. I think uh, what you said I think is exactly right. That's why I think the Bucks win the Super Bowl. I think the Niners are going to upset the Packers. Mm-hmm. I'd love and that. And then they're oh, Brady Garoppolo NFC Championship. It'll be very Holy fun. Shits. Uh, the Rams look whatever. Like they beat this terrible Cardinals team. Yeah, and Brady gets lucky with the Niners not being so amazing. Yeah. And then he has to go beat Mahomes or Josh Allen. I might have to like mute Boston Radio if it's a Garoppolo Brady. Boston Radio should NFC be abolished. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Cut his mic. There's all our sponsors. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Uh, uh, all right, yeah, man. O- over Brady, over Debo. Over Brady, over Debo. Take it to the bank. And if we lose, all the money goes in your pocket. So how can we really trust you? Um, That's uh, underdog.com backslash Morse code podcast. $10 (laughs) off your first deposit. Yeah. Nick will will 10 times match your initial deposit. (laughs) With his own cash. And he'll take a picture of himself. Nonetheless. Yeah. All right. Uh, Nick, thanks again, man. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.